Hey Scaremakers, thanks for tuning in for another episode of the Dano of the Dead pod. As you may have guessed, I am the titular Dano, and today we're actually going to focus on the of the dead part of this podcast name and my own online persona. Um, I started going by Dano of the Dead, I guess about 12 years ago online. And I started doing it because of a website called Homepage of the Dead. Um, At the time, I was really... Well, at the time. I still am really big into zombie films. Especially uh, B-grade zombie and horror comedy with zombies in it. And to that end, I was looking for a challenge in my story writing and in my fiction. And Homepage of the Dead has one of the largest, if not the largest, collection of original zombie fiction anywhere in the world. I said, okay, what the hell, I'll give it a shot. What transpired was about four years and 14 of the most, at that time, original zombie stories I had ever written original horror stories, period, that I had ever written. And unfortunately, looking back, they were also the most underdeveloped and poorly edited, even truly just first draft ranking stories that I've ever written. Um, Several of them went on to become things like Charlie Stone Undertaker, or as it's better known, Those Things Will Kill You which is the, uh, it's the novelette based on these stories that hopefully will be available again on Amazon here by the end of the year. But getting a little ahead of myself with that. So the, the name itself became more or less a pen name on the website. And it was based on my love for one Romero film in particular, Dawn of the Dead. It was actually supposed to be kind of my own kind of uh, punny play on words of Dawn of the Dead, Dan of the Dead, or Dano of the Dead, because a lot of folks back then knew me as Dano, thanks to a friend of mine who's an accomplished artist and for a while in high school drew a comic strip called Silly Dano based on my romantic misadventures. Uh, Again, not the topic we're getting into tonight. Uh, Going back, though, Dano of the Dead, Dawn of the Dead, you know, it was all a part of the larger love I had for the zombie subgenre of horror. And it just kind of stuck. It felt like a good title for a guy that writes zombie stories. Fast forward to... Well, I guess not even fast forward. Uh, around the same time, I had gotten married, had a kid, and, you know, doing all the things you do when you're a 20-year-old kid with a kid of your own and a wife and struggling to live, you look for cheap ways to have fun. My sister and my cousin had been on MySpace, if that tells you just how dated this is, and came across this thing about the Nashville Zombie Walk said, okay, sounds like fun. Basically, we dress as zombies, go downtown, and wander around for a couple hours in a giant zombie horde. 
just, you know, good Halloween-esque fun. And for me at the time, I was working the evening shift, 2 to 10, and I never had any holidays off, including Halloween, which for me, growing up being kind of a spooky kid, way into the macabre and the occult, Halloween was really my Christmas. You know, it was kind of a magic thing that I wanted to share with my son, but unfortunately, because I was busy trying to pay the bills and make sure he had food to eat, I never got a chance to. So, there I was, my teenage sister, my wife, my cousin, and my 18-month-old son, dressed as zombies, parking downtown, and going on this kind of weird performance arty adventure. Uh, we, we ended up extremely late, so the walk was breaking up when we got down there. A little bummed out about that. We still got to tag along with some of the uh, latecomers and wander around for a bit. Um, by that time, though, we were all getting kind of hungry, so we went over to Waffle House, the true southern thing to do when you really had a, you know, kind of a washout of an evening and looking for somewhere to get a bite. So there we are, a family of zombies eating in Waffle House. You know, it was bringing a smile to people's faces. They were kind of laughing, cutting up with us. All right. Well, we had to stop at Walmart on our way home anyway, so we just went on up to Walmart when we got done. Got some groceries, did some things we needed, and again, it was a lot of the same reaction. We all had a lot of fun, even my son. He wasn't really freaked out by any of it. Um, you know, it was, it was a really good bonding experience, and so we made it a point to plan, and the next year we went ready. Uh, my, my wife, unfortunately, at the time, she was injured, and so she had to modify her costume to accommodate a wheelchair. So there I was, as a zombie, pushing a zombie in a wheelchair, with a tiny zombie riding on my shoulders. It was a hell of a workout for a 22-year-old smoker, 21, 22-year-old smoker, but it was worth it. And it just kind of became our thing. Then in 2013, I had a medical problem. And unfortunately for me, it lasted off and on from October of 2013 all the way to April of 25th, or 2014. Jesus, I can't figure out time. I'm sorry, guys. I'm, I'm absolutely a loss. Ignore me when I start getting my dates and facts confused. Um, as I was saying though, you know, I had, I had a medical scare and, uh, almost died in fact in April of 2014 between a combination of self-medication for the issue and just allowing it to go unchecked for six months. Um, but that's, that's a story for another time. The point is when the zombie walk rolled around in 2013, I was laid up in the hospital. So that was the first year in, well, almost six, seven, I think, that we missed it. And I was pretty bummed, but we planned and we're like, okay, we'll go next year. 2014 came. Again, it was kind of a long year, but I was at least healthy come October. Unfortunately, 
the zombie walk wasn't announced within enough time for me to take off from work, and so we missed the 2014 walk because I was working. Again, sucked. It's alright. Two down, we'll get back into it with the third one. 2015 rolls around. August gets here. They normally announce something at the end of August about it, but no news came. September. All right. Kind of pushing it, getting a little closer, and no announcement came. October arrived, and of course I'm sitting here. I'm, I've got my time off request filled out. I have buttered up every coworker that owed me a favor just in case I needed to swap shifts so I could go. I'm waiting. First week of or first week of October, no announcement. Second week of October, no announcement. Third week of October, no announcement. I, I think you're seeing where this is heading. So October 2015 comes and goes, and there's no zombie walk. There's no news about the zombie walk. There's no updates. No, hey, we missed it this year, but we're planning something for next year. Literally, came and went without a word. I'm a little perturbed, but I'm also trying to understand that this is an event that draws few hundred people every year so let's give them the benefit of the doubt maybe just send a couple of emails say you know hey I'm sure you're getting a lot of this but any news on what's going on with the zombie walk no answers same on social media messages posts no response to me or anybody else for that matter so in 2016 I got picked up by a couple of genre-specific outlets, uh, Psycho Drive-In, 52 Weeks of Horror, and started doing what I consider horror journalism. Uh, did a lot of editorial work, a lot of reviews, even started a little bit of event coverage, and uh, you know, started focusing on independent theater, independent cinema, things that weren't getting picked up by Fangoria or Room Org, you know, things you're not going to read about in Dread Central or even on iHorror. I liked it. It was a small audience, but it, you know, it was nice. In, I guess it was August of 2016, I went with my then-girlfriend. I had gotten divorced between the zombie walk that I missed and this point in time but that's a different story for a different podcast altogether anyways getting back on track because I like to ramble especially when I'm talking to myself or you know to you my wonderful listeners who are totally fine with me rambling just a little bit right I, I go to what I always remember from my childhood being the Cumberland Science Museum in Nashville. I think it's, I think the name for it is, now is the Adventure Science Center, but you know, 25 years later I still call it the Cumberland Science Museum. 
they, they do these really awesome things called waylate playdates. And what they do is they dissect the science behind a particular fandom or film or TV series. Uh, my girlfriend was a huge Harry Potter fan, or, well, I say was. She's my wife now, and still is a Harry Potter fan, a huge one at that. So, Maggie, I'll, I'll just name her because, you know, I, I don't shy away from naming her on social media or in person or at events or anyway. Maggie and I decided to go down to the Way Late Playdate, you know, have kind of an adventure night, go to the Harry Potter thing, see some of the science behind the, the magic. Well, an organization that was, at the time, very closely affiliated with the Nashville Zombie Walk. And when I say closely affiliated, they're a, they were a fandom convention uh, that, to my knowledge, has since stopped existing as well. And they, they were actually responsible for the Zombie Walk, their convention, and another convention that happened focusing on anime. Now, I'm going to stop the story here before we go any further and let you know I will not be naming with the exception of my co-producer I will not be naming anybody by name I will not be naming any members of any organizations I will not be naming any specific organizations at all and the reason is I have zero animosity zero reason to have animosity with anybody from any of these organizations. And that includes the people who were responsible for the zombie walk in 2013 through 2016. And again, I was not a part of these organizations. I have never personally met 98% of the people involved in these organizations. And the ones that I have met from these organizations are phenomenal people who love the geek culture, love the fandom community in Middle Tennessee, and do their best to bring some really cool events to the area. So when I tell you that this story is my story and there is zero animosity, I want to make that very clear. Because later on we'll get into the fact that there have been some people who have not felt the same way towards me specifically after what I'm going to get into here. So, back on track. Cumberland Science Museum or whatever the fuck we want to call it now. Way late playdate. The organization that was affiliated with the Nashville Zombie Walk has a booth set up and is promoting their upcoming convention. I go over there. I start talking to them, and I'm like, hey, I know you guys have had a connection with the Nashville Zombie Walk. Just wondering, are we going to have a walk this year? Are we going to get any updates or anything? Now, this is last week of August. They say yes. We'll be making an announcement in about two weeks. Okay. Not exactly what I wanted to hear, but I can live with that. I'll wait two weeks. Well, two weeks come, two weeks go, no announcement. Three weeks, four weeks. We're now into the first week of October, so it's pretty clear the 2016 Nashville Zombie Walk will not be happening. 
I began emailing people on the Zombie Walk's website and with the other organizations connected to the Zombie Walk. Uh, many of these emails are sent asking, hey, what's going on with the Zombie Walk? I'm curious as not only a participant, past participant, but as a member of the press focused on horror genre and horror-related events. Um, never received an email. In fact, many of the emails I sent, I received the mailer daemon letting me know that these were no longer functional addresses. I started sending some messages out on social media to the zombie walk, and now I'm, I'm going to say this and I don't remember, but I believe I sent messages out to the other affiliated events asking if somebody connected could contact me and talk to me about it. Never heard anything back. Began posting directly to the uh, wall for the zombie walk, like many people were doing, saying, hey, is this happening or not? So, we're now in mid to late October, and I decide to do something that I am pretty well known in certain circles for doing. I lose my temper just a little bit. Now, being a rather large, red-headed fellow, I do have that classic Irish redhead temper. And it came out in the form of an article, an editorial piece, lambasting the organizers of the Zombie Walk and its connected events for, as I felt, betraying the fans by not only failing to put on the event, but failing to address the fact that they were either canceling the event or simply couldn't do it. You know, especially after sending out several requests trying to find out exactly what had happened. And, you know, this would have been fine if I had left it on my blog or left it on one of the outlets I wrote for. But I didn't just leave it there. I decided to post it on the Facebook pages for the zombie walk and for the connected events. Within 45 minutes, I was receiving an email from one of the board members for the, we'll call it the major event connected to the zombie walk, asking if uh, I'd be willing to talk to him uh, about the zombie walk and what was going on with it. To which I was ecstatic. I was like, yes, absolutely. So we had a very nice conversation. Um, he was very tactful in his explaining of what had happened, which was basically people who had taken over the event. There had been some disagreement about how to run it. Uh, they had eventually become a little too focused on other events and had disbanded. And no one within the other organizations knew how to organize or run the zombie walk and they couldn't find anybody with any know-how that wanted to take it over. Okay, I was satisfied with that much of the answer. I was still a little perplexed, though, and to this day, never have gotten a definitive answer as to why somebody didn't just get on there and say, hey, due to unforeseen difficulties, we have had to indefinitely cancel the event. You know, 
That would have sucked, but I'd have left it at that. But that never happened. So, finally, as we continue this conversation, basically what happens, and I always say it, it wasn't quite as... I'm going to say it wasn't quite as jarring as I'm going to phrase it, but basically the the tone of the conversation went and became, well, if you think you can do it, you take it. Now, to me, I understood the spirit of that comment. I understood the spirit with which it was meant had no malice, no accusation, that it was genuinely a, we have nobody that knows what they're doing and nobody that wants to touch this. So if you want to, you can take it over and make it happen. But the flip side of that, the the kind of tacit, unspoken side of that is, I have now been given the opportunity to bring back the zombie walk. If I were to say, not interested, again, tacitly, that would make me the guy that killed the zombie walk. It doesn't matter that other people had already kind of done that for me. I was the guy who had a chance to revive it, and if I said no, that would mean I was the guy that drove the last nail in the coffin. So, doing another thing that I'm kind of famous in certain circles for, I jumped straight into this without even giving it a second thought, or a first thought for that matter. And I said, okay, I'll do it. I hope you can hear the crickets that are outside of my uh, recording area right now. Because that's kind of the sound that followed that response. Crickets. And of course this led to, well, we'll get you the passwords, we'll get you set up. And it took about another week, two weeks of emails and conversations before the entire organization was comfortable handing it over to a stranger. And even then, they kind of wanted to have their hands in it in a peripheral way. But that was going to change pretty soon. I just didn't know it. And, uh, yeah. Again, no malice, no hatred, no animosity. Not from me. So, taking over the zombie walk, immediately there was one thing that became glaringly apparent. I had no clue what the fuck I was doing. At all. Maggie will be the first person to tell anybody I have zero organizational skill whatsoever. Like, I can't even organize my closet. And if you think I'm exaggerating, ask my wife. And here I am... I have now signed up to organize an event that the last time I went, there were easily 500 to 1,000 people present. It has a following on social media of close to 10,000, I believe, when I took over. And, yeah, I mean, it, it was something that had a huge following. And I, I can't organize a sock drawer but somehow I'm going to pull off a zombie walk in downtown Nashville. 
And let me tell you what goes into a zombie walk, because I didn't know. I thought all I had to do was get on Facebook, create an event, maybe get a permit for a park, and that was it. No. Not even close. So, among the things you have to do, like getting permits to organize such a large event, you know, a large number of people in a public area, permits for the park, you have to get planning from the parks department for the route that you're going to use, um, which is which is why we've shifted from going through Nashville streets and instead started using what is one of the finer greenways and uh, public walking trails really in the Mid-South. But anyway, you know, it's one that still takes us through downtown, but without having to walk in traffic. Uh, You have to provide security in the form of hiring an off-duty police officer. Not wild about that for multiple reasons. you know, but I can get into that later. Um, you know, I'm not wild about having to get anybody's approval to do anything, really, but that's just the world we live in. You also have to get insurance. This insurance does one thing very well, and that is cover your ass in the event that anything happens. We're talking from somebody's kids scraping their knee to somebody wrecking a car, to somebody getting raped or molested, to, you know, somebody robbing a bank while they're walking along with the zombie walk. Because this is the stupid shit that happens. But you see, the injury itself for any criminal behavior, there's a matter of personal responsibility because in, in most cases with the walk, people are adults. And an adult should be able to be responsible for themselves without somebody having to hold their hand, whether they've organized or not. But the problem, and of course it protects from the criminal aspect of it, which is, you know, if I get a group of people together and some guy goes and robs a bank while we're organized, I'm not responsible for him robbing the bank. Not criminally. The unfortunate part is we live in an extremely litigious society And so, if somebody's kid falls and scrapes their knee, or somebody freaks out when they when they see a zombie, sees a zombie. If somebody freaks out when they see a zombie and they wreck their car, or you know some dumbass does go out and commit a crime or vandalize something, I'm not responsible from a criminal standpoint for any of it. But being the organizer, I'm responsible from a civil standpoint. Because we live in a society where you can pour your coffee in your lap and sue a corporation because they didn't tell you how hot it was. So, since I'm the one who's organizing them, since I'm the reason these people are in downtown to begin with, suddenly I have to get the fucking mother of all insurance policies in order to make sure, you know, I don't lose what I have, which, (laughs) thankfully, when I started this, and really even today, (laughs) 100% of nothing is still nothing. So, folks, I'd like to remind you at this point, uh, I am a professional freelance writer and journalist 
focusing on horror entertainment and genre culture. And I moonlight as a night watchman. I barely exist at the poverty level. So if you really think you're going to sue me and successfully get anything at all, I'll go ahead and hand you the 35 cents in my pocket and we'll call it a day. But, moving on from that depressing little note, I start realizing as I'm looking through everything that has to be done, and I realize that I would have to be, A, completely self-sufficiently self-employed, and B, loaded like you wouldn't believe in order to devote myself full-time alone to pulling this off logistically. Just ain't gonna happen. And so, by December of 2016, I am making some very impassioned pleas on social media asking anybody who has ever been affiliated with the Nashville Zombie Walk to reach out to me and talk to me about it in, in order just to get their advice. You know, I'd also like to get the history of the event. I'd like to talk to people about what happened with the 2015-2016 walks, how that all went down. But largely, all I want at this point is somebody to say, look, take a breath, this is how it's done. To this day, I have only had one reply to all of those requests. And it came in the form of a man who is affiliated with not only the Nashville Zombie Walk, but over the last 20, 25 years has been affiliated with several of the larger conventions and fandom events, not only in Middle Tennessee, but across the Southeast. Uh, this guy, he's uh, my partner now with the Zombie Walk, Lucas. Uh, he does a lot of, ad he's an advertiser professionally, uh, you know, great salesman, pitch man. Uh, he's a great creative executive, and he knows his shit. Well, Lucas saw where I kind of lambasted the, uh, or, or as he likes to say, uh, took to task the old guard of the zombie walk. And he was very curious to see that somebody who had zero ties to the fandom community, period, had somehow managed to get control of an event like this. So he was just as interested in getting my story as I was in getting his. Lucas had been with the event in the past, had, well, I'm going to say he Lucas his way out of the event. See, Lucas is an extremely knowledgeable individual. I think very highly of him. But Lucas will say things, and he will say them not only from the heart, but from the head. And he will say them as he sees them, as he understands them, and will really call things out as they are. Lots of people don't appreciate that quality. And it's cost him not only some friends, but some positions with different organizations. Uh, you know, again, I'm not in any organizations. I am not on any boards. I am not a part of anything but the zombie walk. That is the extent of my 
foray into the organization of fandom events, period. I've, I've never been big on conventions ever since Counselor Troy cussed me and about a hundred other Trekkies out in like the early 90s. Um, that's, that's a fun story I'll have to share someday. I'd actually love to one day interview Marina Sirtis because as I've gotten older, I've seen a lot of interviews that she does and a lot of panels she's on, and I kind of appreciate her, her layers of sarcasm. Uh, very sardonic, very... I, I appreciate that. Didn't so much appreciate it when I was eight, though. Getting off track. So Lucas and I meet, we talk. He, he gives me the story of the zombie walk as he understands it and as he experienced it. Now, here is where I'm going to again reiterate. I have zero animosity and zero grudge with anybody affiliated past or present or future with the Nashville zombie walk. I have no animosity or any of those feelings towards anybody with any of the fandom events and conventions that happen in Middle Tennessee. I just don't. Because again, never been a part of those organizations, never going to be a part of those organizations. I have a lot of respect for people that get together and create these events and create these spaces where people can come and enjoy and connect and be a part of these things with one another. But like anything that involves people, you get people who get into these positions of power with an organization or perceived positions of power with an organization. They get a big head, they get a big ego, and they turn around and it becomes a dick measuring contest for control. A lot of politics, a lot of hurt feelings, and a lot of unnecessary bullshit. And I just don't have time for that. And unfortunately, for at least the first year and a half, two years that I was involved in the organization, people who had previously been a part of the zombie walk, one or two in particular who, again, I will not be naming. One, because I don't know them personally, never met them personally, and, you know, honestly, after their trolling on social media, I have no intention of ever meeting them personally. But they didn't like me calling it how I saw it. People kind of abandoned the walk. It was a shitty thing to do. When I took over and brought Lucas on board, they started bitching about the fact. I, I even got emails and messages sent to me telling me to beware because he was a list of negative things. I have yet in the, let's see, I've known him for three, a little over three years. I've, I've never seen any of these things that I was warned about. But, you know, the only, the only time anybody affiliated with the Nashville Zombie Walk ever reached out to me before Lucas became involved was Lucas. Only after he got on board did I start receiving 
I'm going to say hate mail. Uh, we got a lot of negative comments from a handful of people who had been loosely connected with the walk or had been organizers of the walk in the past. Okay. And finally, after months of this and a lot of bullshit that we took around the time that we actually succeeded in bringing the walk back in 2017, just started blocking people. Because, honestly, ain't nobody got time for that shit. So, what happened after Lucas got involved is we started making traction. We started getting people to sponsor the event. We started getting people interested in the event. And thanks to his acumen with things like this, we actually managed to promote the event quite successfully. You know, we didn't have a gargantuan turnout for year one of the zombie walk's return. But we had a zombie walk. And we had some we had some snags. We tried something drastically new with the route. wasn't very popular. Uh, we ended up going down, and the goal was to march the zombies through the gulch and up to uh, Marathon Music Works. Awesome idea. And then the Friday before the walk, the city put the kibosh on it because there were a couple of parts of our route that either took us near construction sites or down some segments where the sidewalk had been taken out. I didn't immediately appreciate it, but looking back on it, it was definitely for the best, especially because the 2017 zombie walk unfortunately fell on one of the coldest days in October in the last 10 years and one of the coldest days in October period for 2017. It was just, it was kind of a nasty, rainy, pissy day. The route got cut, and, you know, we just, we weren't thrilled with that. So it ended up becoming about a two-block march around the area of Marathon. You know, it was what it was. But the point, the, the larger point is despite naysayers, despite initially having no clue what the fuck I was doing, we managed to pull off the Nashville zombie walk. We literally did the greatest thing you could do for a zombie walk. We brought it back from the dead. Now, I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up the other, the other party that really helped us get the 2017 zombie walk off the ground. And that would be Matt Kelsey with Zombies in My Blog. He's the editor and chief of Zombies in My Blog, with, which is a local Nashville-based uh, horror and pop culture webzine. And he was affiliated with Lucas. So when Lucas and I met, Lucas did an interview with me and ran a really great article, I think. But I'm a little bit of an egotist because I'm a writer. Uh, did a really great article about me and the zombie walk. And from there, Zombies in My Blog really became the launch pad for talking about the resurrection of the zombie walk. Actually, year one of the zombie walk, 
I started writing for zombies in my blog and began doing what I called uh, Bring Out Your Dead, which was just trying to go through my journey with, you know, getting involved in the fandom scene and particularly the zombie walk and the efforts to resurrect it. Now, you know, without Matt's help and zombies in my blog, we would not have gotten nearly the sort of reach that we did in the local community with the event. And I, I still to this day cannot say how grateful I am to him for everything he did. I'm, I'm honestly looking forward to this year because I'm reaching out to him. I'm hoping that we'll have the entire ZIMB crew that's able to come out and celebrate. Um, another organization that I started writing for around this time was Tennessee Horror News, who actually through their podcast network, I'm now a, a part of the Tennessee Horror uh, Podcast Network, and I, I need to double back and check on that. I'll If I've made a mistake, Jimmy, I'll add that into my comments and whatnot with the episode. Anyway, uh, Tennessee Horror News crew, these guys also did a lot to help us promote uh, following the 2017 walk. And again, a group of people that I can't wait to see at the 2019 walk, which, <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert, zombie walks coming back again you know because what undead menace wouldn't return again and again and maybe again so 2017 was a big year because we managed to pull this off and we managed to pull it off in a shorter amount of time than what you really should have to do this and without the huge amount of sponsorship that the event had come to know in the last few years that it uh, of its original run so the other the other interesting thing is through lucas through matt i started getting involved more in the fandom community in middle tennessee and in the southeast uh, i went to my first convention since you know 1992 I went to, uh, I started out by going to Walker Stalker. Was it Walker Stalker I went to first? I don't remember the exact order, but I know thanks to Lucas and getting me kind of involved in this community, I went to Hypericon, Walker Stalker, and Dragon Con all in the same year. And, you know, if you heard my rambling first episode about DragonCon, that is an insane convention. It is absolutely one of the best in the nation. Hypericon is a fantastic uh, convention here in the Nashville area. It's local. It's also, you know, it's nowhere near the size and scope of DragonCon, but it is an equally fun and family-oriented event. So... You know, if you're local, Nashville, Middle Tennessee, check that out. Um, you know, Walker Stalker is exactly what it sounds like. It's a primarily a Walking Dead convention. But anyway, you know, he, he got me involved again in interacting with 
the the community that exists here in Middle Tennessee, which to me is it's one of those things that, especially in my my creative life, had had been missing up to that point. You know, I I can honestly say the zombie walk started out for me and my son as a bonding experience and as as things have gone on in the last four years now or three years rather it's it's become a it's become a growth experience as well and i'm always excited now about talking about the zombie walk about getting started with plans on the zombie walk and doing with the zombie walk. Uh, 2018 came along and we did it again. Uh, We got a little closer to the classic route which ran down, you know, uh, along Riverfront Park near Broadway and all of that. Uh, Again, because we could not afford the parade permits uh, due in part to sponsorship issues, uh, you know, it's, it's amazing when an event disappears without a trace for two years and then comes back under new management, people are a little gun-shy about contributing, about helping out with it. Understandably so. Um, you know, 2018, we actually had to put a lot of good faith money forward, not knowing if we'd get anything back from it and not knowing if we'd even be able doing that to cover the event. But we managed to pull it off, and 2018 was even better than 2017. Uh, We gathered in the public square park uh, across from the courthouse, had some great photo opportunities, had a uh, what became a blood slip and slide in our staging area. And then went down to Rock Bottom Brewery for an after party where, you know, we, we celebrated the, you know, you had the entire zombie horde up on the rooftop bar celebrating as we're watching the sun go down over Music City. And it, it felt like a victory. It felt like something had been accomplished. And, you know... Already we're in the planning stages where we've got a route selected. We're fine-tuning some things before we make all of the announcements. But we've already put out the date, October 13th, 2019. It'll be, again, from 2 to 5. And then the uh, after party to follow. But we'll make all of those announcements as we get a little closer to the date. Uh, You know, the important thing is the day and the time. We'll get the route, the staging area, all of that out to everybody as soon as possible. But it's it's one of those things, it's really become it's really become a lot of fun just to get together with people in the community and do this. Because for as many horrified looks as you get from bachelorette parties and, you know, Bible thumpers that are out there you get even more from these tourists and locals that see it and they're like, hey, this is back. This is fun. You know, you can't, you can't beat a smile on a kid's face. To me, I can't beat the, the smile on my kid's face 
when we get out there and do this. But even with that said, it gets better because, you know, it's not just a huge party. It's never been just a huge party. There's actually, when you talk about fandom events like Dragon Con or uh, Hypericon, uh, things like Walker Stalker or our very own Nashville Zombie Walk, there's a charitable event that goes on connected to it. We're not just getting people together just to play and have fun. We're getting them together to hopefully make a bit of a difference in the community. Um, in the case of the Nashville Zombie Walk, we donate, we uh, collect canned goods, and uh, even last year took some cash donations for the Second Harvest Food Bank of Middle Tennessee. Now, you know, this is something that has always been done as far as I'm aware with the Nashville Zombie Walk, and something I was really happy that we were able to start doing again. I was really excited to see they uh, brought the brought the truck out and were able to even send some volunteers this year to, to help us with the collection. And I know I put it in an article last year after the walk. I, I forget exactly how many hundreds of pounds of food we collected for the second harvest. But you're talking about end of October, going into the holiday season. This is when local food banks, I mean, they need donations year-round, but this is when local food banks and charities like this are really scrambling because more people with uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas and these holidays coming up are, are going to need more help. And, you know, even, even if you just bring a, a couple of cans of, you know, a couple of cans of beans or, you know, some sort of dry goods, like some rice, uh, some flour, you know, things that people can use to feed themselves, you know, you're, you're giving something back to this community, you're helping out this community, and, and you're doing something kind for others. You know, eventually I'd love to, uh, I don't know if the Heinlein Society would want to get involved with an event as small as the zombie walk but you know I'd, I'd love to talk to at least some local uh, blood banks and donation centers in middle tennessee yeah lucas by the way if you're listening to this podcast sorry dude i promise before it airs hopefully i'll have a chance to hit you up and tell you what i've been thinking about um if not surprise um you know, uh, one thing I want to do is I would love to see us do a blood drive as well as the canned good donations. I'd, I'd love to see us get into, you know, turning the zombie walk. Uh, Lucas and I had been kicking around the idea of doing something, trying to grow the event like the zombie walk in Louisville, Kentucky. You know, it's not just a parade. It's an entire festival. You know, it's a, it's a day-long event that really celebrates the season you know we'd love to bring that to nashville i'd love to see that in nashville you know one of the best things about getting involved with the zombie walk is realizing as a horror writer and fan of the macabre that i'm not alone there are a lot of people who share the same interests as me 
and the Nashville Zombie Walk brings them together. You know, the folks that are coming out now, they're they're not all people that were Zombie Walk regulars back when, you know, this was a flash mob or back when, you know, this is being run by the the major events. You know, these are these are people that are you know, either new to the area or just never got a chance to be a part of this when it was going on originally. And they're coming out now. There are people that are bringing their kids out. I mean, it's... I'm partial to it, you know? I never wanted to get involved running the event. I never thought I'd ever be in a position where I would run the event. But, you know, fate and the universe and my big fat mouth all have different plans. I'm happy to say that for once, opening my mouth, shooting it off without thinking, it caused chaos at first. But in the end, it's, it's been one of the best things that's happened. So... Here's to the zombie walks, past, present, and future in the heart of Music City. The Nashville Zombie Walk is going to be back October 13th, 2019. That's a Sunday. So, you know, get up, go to church, sleep in. That's what I'll be doing. And uh, come downtown. Uh, be sure to get on the Nashville Zombie Walk's face, Facebook page. The or, you know, follow me, uh, Dano of the Dead, on Facebook. I think it's at DOTD blog. And, of course, at DOTD blog on Instagram and Twitter. Because I'll be doing announcements there constantly and here on the podcast. Uh, hopefully, I'll be able to get Lucas on and we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the zombie walk before it happens. I'll try and do some interviews with folks during the event this year. Um... You know, just looking forward to seeing everybody out there. And until then, you guys stay spooky.